Whenever you meet a stranger, one of the first questions they're probably going to ask you is what do you do? They're looking for a title, right? Some type of way to reference you. And of course, your response may go straight into those titles. I'm a mom. I'm a nurse. I'm a business owner. Whatever that title that comes to your mind, it might come out, right? But today, I want us to step back a little bit, step away, if you will, from titles by using two simple words. So let's talk about two words that can help you define who you are, shall we? If you're new or returning, I'm so thrilled to have you here with me today. I'm your host, Chastity, mom therapist and coach over on monthlyyou.com. And I have some exciting news. I have a free class that I'm going to be releasing next week. It's going to be three steps to help you recreate your identity. I am so looking forward to this free class to offer it to you. And I'll give you more details, you know, kind of look out for that. But I just kind of wanted to put that bug into your ear so that you can be looking out for it. All right. So today we're going to be talking about those two supple words, but you know, we've got to get there first. We've got to work and warm ourselves up to that point. So before we get there, it's actually really hard to describe who we are. And I think one of the reasons is because we are so complex and we are so multifaceted and we are so ever-changing, right? Like once we kind of think that we know who we are, something changes, (laughs) some major transition like motherhood or moving or a career change or um, a friendship ends or one begins. Things just are always evolving and changing in our lives. So it's hard to kind of put ourselves in a box. And I don't want to put you in a box, right? I don't want you to think of yourself as this like one dimensional This is just kind of one title that I operate out of, one title that I see myself as, um, because that limits you. And I want you to be free. (laughs) I want you to be able to look at yourself and see how beautiful your layers are. And so this kind of complexness or complexities, I don't know if complexness is a word, (laughs) multifaceted um, being that you are, I think we honor that by being able to kind of create this description right? Of all the things that come to us when we think about ourselves. Now, for the first part of our lives, our caregivers, our parents, they kind of give us the definition of who we are, right? They dress us, They um, raise us to be a part of our particular culture. Um, They put us in communities and schools that also influence our social groups. Um, Sometimes they put us in sports. Um, They kind of tell us, hey, you're going to be this in your profession, right? Sometimes they have the say-so, which ultimately kind of leads to who we are. But as we get older... Um, And definitely as we become mothers, we are now in this position to define who we are. And that's hard because we don't have someone kind of giving us a, a blueprint, right? We have to come up with that. We have to say what's working and what's not. And that requires honesty. And anytime we're honest with ourselves, we then have to back it up with action, right? So it's one thing to be like, "Mm, I don't like where I am right now, but it's another thing to say, now what? 
And that now what requires some work. It requires some undoing and some unlearning. And you guys have heard me talk about like the importance, the significance and the weight, right? Of, of the, all of the unlearning that we have to do. We get to this point, right? That we uh, get to choose. Am I going to go this path that has been designed and created and defined for me? Or do I kind of set out my own path? Do I kind of do my own thing here, right? It's kind of like, do I go with the flow, you know, of kind of what I've always known to be true about myself, be true about the way that I set boundaries or not, the way that I take care of myself or not, (laughs) the way that I um, operate in relationships, right? Do I continue down that path or do I look at it and say, these are the things that I'm going to take with me, but I absolutely want to go a different route, right? And so sometimes when we don't know how to shift this perspective of ourselves and the things that we want to do and see out of life, it can be hard, right? Because then we get into the, well, I've always been this way. You know, I've always kind of just went with the flow. I've always just kind of been this type of person in relationships. I'm the quiet one. I'm the shy one. I'm the one who takes up a lot of the space. I'm the one who gets angry. I'm the one who fill in the blank, right? It's always been this way. But I want us to think about this, right? And so as we we're walking up to these two words, we're getting there. (laughs) These two words that come to my mind, it's kind of one of those aha moments, I I guess you would say, Um, as I was adjusting, right, to being a new mom of two little girls trying to figure out, okay, what is my life going to be like moving forward? Because I have the opportunity to kind of create this in a sense. Because if you think about motherhood, it's like this restart, this reboot, almost like... (laughs) You know, it's like everything as we know it kind of comes to, you know, a stop, a halt. And that period of like rebuilding, we have the opportunity to create a new build, a new foundation, right? And so these two words that I saw, I think I was reading a book and I saw it somewhere and I was like, oh, Well, when you put it that way, (laughs) I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's important. I guess I can. So you're probably wondering what those words are. And so here it is. The two words that can help you define who you are that helped me is I am. Yes. Very simple, but very profound. Whenever you think about yourself in relation to the strengths that you have, the value that you offer yourself and the people around you and the world, your community, right? When you think about yourself in this kind of, I am constantly blank. I am. I embody blank, right? So sometimes we'll say things like, I am anxious. We've heard me talk about like how we attach our emotions to our being. I am anxious. I am loud. I am a procrastinator. I am um, a perfectionist. But think about that. Now, those are kind of very 
those are terms that I've heard people describe themselves in many, many, many times. But then we ask the question, okay, do you like being that? Like, do you like embodying procrastination? The answer is usually no, but it reverts back to, but I've just kind of always done this. Now I have to admit something. I am, <laughs> see, I was getting ready to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll continue. I am usually late. <laughs> um, and my friends know this. Whenever we set up, you know, um, a time to go meet or a time to call each other, it's like, hey, I'm going to call you. Or I'm going to meet you at nine o'clock. Well, typically they know that nine o'clock is like 9.15, 9.20, 9.30, because I am always late. Do you see that definition that I just tied to myself, right? But it's like, when I think about that, I don't want to be late. I don't want to be disrespectful, dishonoring of other people's time. I want to be respectful. I want to be on time, right? And so it's like, I have to almost like unshell myself from these definitions that I've placed, right? And once you're able to unshell yourself from that definition, then it's like, well, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be or embody? Well, I want to be on time, okay? (laughs) What does a person who is on time do? They probably calculate getting dressed or getting ready for a call in the right time frame, right? They probably don't wait to the last minute. They probably have, you know, a certain way of keeping track of appointments and things and they just have it together. And so they can see it and be on time. They have some support to help them be on time. Right. And so now I want to say I am a person who shows up on time. Now, I may not ever be a person who shows up early may not. Okay. Some things might change in my life and I might start to be early for things, but at this point in my life, I'm just going to be a person (laughs) who's on time. Okay. Just expect me to be on time. Right. Um, and it could be something that I continue to work on because I'm having to unlearn patterns that have reinforced this. I am just a late person. Right. So whatever comes to your mind, these things that have these definitions rather that have come after I am, I am a perfectionist. Do you want to be a perfectionist? I am a procrastinator. Do you want that? Right. I am a person who can't hold my tongue. Do you want that? If not, what is the alternative? What do you want to come after I am? So when you're describing yourself to a stranger and yes, those titles might come up like, oh, yes, you know, you'll think about your relation to your your children or your relationship status or your job title. Absolutely. Those things might come up because we are in a world and we are in relationships to other people. And those things are valuable and they're important to us. Right. So I'm not saying don't ever say that you're a mom when someone asked, (laughs) you know, like you can absolutely think about that and bring that up. But also what descriptive words come to your mind that you want to embody and that you want people to know you by, right? So when a stranger says, hi, how are you? What's your name? Oh, I'm Chastity. Oh, cool. What do you do? Well, I am a lot of things. One of the things I am is an encourager. I love to encourage people. I like to be thoughtful. I love to help others. 
Um, I like to take care of myself in creative and fun ways. And one of the ways that I kind of embody all of that is through my work as a therapist and a coach. And I love being able to encourage and support my children and my husband. And yeah, that's just kind of a gist of who I am. Do you see how that description of myself was very kind of value focused on what I want to embody? Encouragement. It also included a few titles because, again, that's important to me. But I want you to really kind of think about that. What descriptive words can you start to introduce yourself by or even think about yourself in that way? Because I think this can also help whenever that inner critic comes to visit you. You know who she is. And she's trying to tell you all of the things that you are. And you can combat it and say, actually, I am fill in the blank. I am trustworthy. I am a loving mother. I am significant. I am enough. It could be whatever. Whatever comes to your mind. I just wonder what you would fill in the blank. I am. And then figure out a way to embody that, to be that, to be it in your thoughts, to be it in your actions, to be it in your home, to be it in your career, to be it in relationship to other people, to be it in your heart, to be it in your spiritual life, to be it, whatever it is. You have the agency now to decide right here today. Now, I know right? But sometimes this takes some support and it takes some, again, unlearning of who we thought we were, who other people have said we were, um, the definitions that they've placed on us, the experiences that made us believe, you know, those other definitions that are not really serving us well. But I hope that you feel encouraged to get the support that you need, whether that is through therapy. Um, I do a lot of this unlearning work in Mompoli U Academy to help you recreate your identity that you love, right? Not that someone else wants you to love, not one that you feel um, obligated to be in or embody, but one that you have chosen. And I think that there is no better time than right now, right here today. So whatever support you need, I hope that you know it's available to you. So tonight, pull out your journal or talk back to me and fill in the blank. I am.